are now going to uh, wrap our show up looking at, wow, uh, history perhaps uh, taking place in Washington, D.C. today. Uh, today is the day that the Electoral College um, voted to be accepted in Congress, uh, verifying the election of Joe Biden as president-elect of the United States and um, Kamala Harris as, as vice president. But you have a number of members of both the House and the Senate that intend to try to block that happening. And Donald Trump has been putting pressure on Vice President Mike Pence, who has a ceremonial role in all of this, to somehow stop it, not to mention the, the, the call that a lot of people are saying may be illegal that he made to the Georgia Secretary of State, pushing him to give Trump the, uh, the win there, as opposed to Biden. And here to break all of this down for us and give us um, her thoughts and, and reaction is Marjorie Cohn, Professor Emerita at Thomas Jefferson School of Law, where she taught for 25 years. She's the former president of the National Lawyers Guild, criminal defense attorney, legal scholar, political analyst, writes uh, quite a lot of, of books or columns appear in Truth Out, um, the Huffington Post, Truth Dig, and others. She's been on BBC, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, and others. So, Marjorie Cohn, we're happy to have you. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Margaret. Uh, first of all, just explain to our listeners what is supposed to happen um, in Congress today with around the uh, certification of uh, Biden-Harris, and uh, then <laughs> your reaction to the plans by people who want to subvert those efforts. Well, the 12th Amendment to the Constitution is very clear that the vice president shall open the certificates and the votes shall then be counted. He doesn't have the ability to reject electors' votes on, on his own. He doesn't have the ability to raise his own objections to the outcome. And yet Trump has been pressuring um, Pence to reject the votes the Biden electoral votes. And uh, Trump has said, I hope Mike Pence comes through for us. I have to tell you, of course, if he doesn't come through, I won't like him as much. And Pence, uh, Pence's aides have said that he won't deviate from his duties in counting the electoral votes. Um, he'll follow the law and the Constitution. So what happens is that um, there are two mahogany boxes with the electoral votes. The tellers will read them, they'll tally them, and then Pence, the vice president, will announce the tally for each state. And if one member of the House and one member of the Senate object to that tally, the tally for Biden, then the House and the Senate recess and debate for two hours and vote. And a majority of the House and a majority of the Senate have to agree with the objection to the Biden electors in order for uh, anything to change. That's not going to happen. The House is in Democratic hands, and I don't even think that a majority of the senators would vote um, to sustain an objection to the Biden electors. So um, 12 or 13 senators have announced that they're going to object um, to, I think, three of the state tallies for Biden. Texas, uh, Ted Cruz is going to object to Texas electors, Hawley to Arizona electors, and Leffler, uh, the outgoing senator, um, to 
to the Georgia electors. And the House members, more than 100 House members who are, um, are uh, aiding and abetting Trump's illegal coup attempt, um, are going to reportedly object to up to the, the tallies of up to six states, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Wisconsin. Um, but both mem- a member of both the Senate and the House have to object to a state uh, elector to have the recess and the vote. And this will happen for the, the recess for two hours and the debate and the vote in the both houses of Congress will happen um, after objections from both a House member and a senator member to each state. So the, Arizona will be first. Um, there'll be an objection to Arizona, clearly by both a senator and a House member, and then they will um, adjourn for two hours, um, and then so forth and so on. Now, um, reportedly, GOP uh, slates for Trump have been sent to Pence's office um, objecting to the Biden electors and, you know, putting forth Trump slates in Arizona, Georgia, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. Will Pence bring that up um, on his own? Probably not. Um, and once the vote for each state is announced, that makes it official. That means Biden has officially won the electors in that state. So we're going to see a lot of theater today, Margaret, But the and it could go, you know, if we have enough states objected to by both House and Senate uh, members, then it could go into uh, the late hours. But Joe Biden will end up the president-elect at the end of the day. And, of course, meanwhile, um, the uh, Trump goons and paramilitaries are, um, are in the streets uh, causing wreaking havoc. Right. And apparently Trump is supposed to uh, address that, that crowd as well as uh, some of the uh, 13 uh, senators, likely some of the, the House uh, members uh, as well. Some Republicans have broken um, with uh, Trump on, on all of this, so we'll see how all of it plays out. But the other thing, uh, Marjorie Cohn, to comment on is a lot of people are, are, were alarmed um, hearing about and then even listening to the transcript of the phone call that uh, Trump made to Republican uh, uh, Rastenberger, Berger, the Georgia Secretary of State. Now, there's some debate going on as to whether what he did was legal or not. Do you have any thoughts on that? I certainly do, and it was not legal. Um, Trump told Raffsenberger to find 11,780 votes for him. That, of course, would put him exactly one vote ahead of Biden. Um, and, uh, and Trump says... Uh, Trump, Trump says that Raffsenberger was unwilling or unable to answer questions such as ballots under the table scam, ballot destruction, out-of-state voters, dead voters. Um, it, this, is, this is like a mafioso. Find me the votes. Clearly illegal. Under 52 U.S. Code 20511, it's a violation of federal law, and you can go to prison if you knowingly and willfully deprive, defraud, or attempt to deprive or defraud the residents of a state of a fair and impartially conducted election process by the procurement, casting, or tabulation of ballots that are known by the person to be materially false, fictitious, or fraudulent under the laws of the state. 
so it is clearly illegal. Now, of course, Trump could say, I didn't know. I didn't have the uh, the criminal intent. And, you know, he does believe his lies. Um, so it, that would have to be proved to a jury. But under that's federal law. Under Georgia law, it's a crime for anyone to solicit, request, or command someone else to engage in election fraud. Clearly, that's what he did. And two Democrats in the House... Ted Liu from from California and Kathleen Rice from New York have asked the head of the FBI, Ray, to open an immediate criminal investigation into Trump. And they said, as members of Congress and former prosecutors, we believe Donald Trump engaged in solicitation of or conspiracy to commit a number of election crimes. We ask you to open an immediate criminal investigation into the president. Yeah, and, and just very quickly, I mean, interestingly, James Comey, former head of the FBI that Trump fired, he has now come out and said, well, you shouldn't really go after trying to uh, prosecute Trump. And there's a lot of talk about we want to look forward. We don't want to, you know, look backward, et cetera. Um, so just your final thoughts on this, because the he did have an attorney, this Cleta Mitchell, who resigned from her law firm on Tuesday, a Republican attorney. Um, so, you know, he had legal advice in, in making this call. Uh, so just uh, final thoughts from you, and then clearly we're going to need to pick up this conversation again with you after all of this happens uh, today. And some people are thinking it may run into tomorrow. Uh, Marjorie Cohn, your final thoughts, please. Well, Looking forward, not backward, is a mistake that Obama made right as he was starting his first term when he was asked about whether he was going to ensure that the torturers, and there were lots of them all the way up uh, the the, uh, the the government during the Bush administration that tortured and abused prisoners illegally, constituting war crimes. Um, and he said, well, yes, some people might have committed some crimes, uh, maybe he's tortured some folks, but we want to look forward, not backward. That was a big mistake, because what happens then is that the next president um, has completed uh, impunity to break the law, knowing that there will be no consequences. And whereas Trump can pardon himself for uh, for federal crimes that he committed during his presidency, um, he cannot pardon himself for state crimes, and there are state prosecutors who are um, going to be already investigating him. And yeah. so I think that it's very counterproductive to Joe, for Joe Biden to follow what Obama did and discourage his uh, Department of Justice from bringing Trump to justice, regardless of whether Trump had legal and so-called legal advice or not. He has broken the law over and over and over, and the most, I don't even know if it's the most outrageous, but it could be the most outrageous, his phone call with Rafsenberger. It reminds me of the Ukraine phone call for which he was impeached, actually. Um, right. Clearly illegal, and he should be brought to justice.